Welcome back, one and all, to the Our Outdoors portion of your weekend. I remain your host, Nick Simonson, outdoors writer with my materials online at NewsDakota.com and DakotaEdge.com. The 4th of July holiday is behind us. I hope you had some great fishing and fun out there and hope all your fingers are still attached so you can crank that reel and tie up those jigs and slide that line through the eye and get your hooks connected and get ready for more great fishing action as we head into the final few weeks before we get into that Labor Day and the unofficial start to fall. Boy, those fall seasons are coming down the pike and we are getting excited for upland hunting. There are a lot of great experiences still to be had, however, out on the water. So get all that stuff put together. Enjoy the balance of your summer and make sure that you are ready for fall. And another thing here that's hard to believe is it has been 20 years. Obviously, the Our Outdoors radio and podcast program has been a new addition, but boy, it sure has been fun to add that to the repertoire as I am going through this history of starting out with the Valley City Times record as a cub reporter. I can tell you my earliest writings that kicked off the Our Outdoors column, uh, you know, the Weekender's Edge, and all of the great stuff at dakotaedge.com was the fish files. I would take an image of a fish, put it up there, and basically give a background of where it could be caught around my home area of Barnes County and in the state of North Dakota, and some facts and figures about it. And that really jump-started my passion for writing about the outdoors, was sharing tips and information on the fish that I love to catch and that's how it all began. I had a great platform pre-social media where I could share the outdoors with my friends and the general public on what I loved to do and I've really enjoyed seeing that grow and being part of that experience and another person who was a big part of that experience and a mentor to me was Doug Lear. We're going to talk about his influence and what he has seen in the outdoors and how the 20 years have been for him as a contemporary and a good friend. That's coming up right after the break. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Hey, it's an interesting summer for everybody, but particularly for yours truly, it has been 20 years since getting into the outdoors communicating game as a cub reporter for the Valley City Times Record. And one of those folks who helped me out along the way from those initial days was my good friend Doug Lear. He is an outreach biologist with the North Dakota Game and Fish Department and has always been a great inspiration for me. And that's who we have on the line talking history. Doug, welcome to the show. Wow, great to visit with you, Nick. I always enjoy when I see uh, your name pop up on my phone, tech, phone calls, and wow, 20 years, congratulations, Nick. Boy, time flies, my friend. Yeah, thank you so much, and, and congratulations to you. You've obviously been a fixture and sort of a mentor and role model for me, and I know a number of other folks who are out there day in and day out, week in and week out. Looking back the last 20 years, and maybe even going longer into your career, uh, what are some of the standout moments uh, in the outdoors, uh, things that you've covered or, or things along those lines that have really stuck with you as you've proceeded through through communication? I, I'll be honest with you, Nick. I can't say I remember the first time that I read Nick Simonson, that I met Nick Simonson. I do know that there was some strong connections through Valley City, the Barnes County Wildlife Club, the Valley City Times Record, and the outdoors, the Cheyenne River. There's some really significant things about yourself that stood out with me from the beginning. Number one, the passion for the outdoors. And in your mind, you can probably go through uh, the backstory and find the challenges, the failures, and uh, the swings and the misses or the strikeouts. Sure. I remember the story, you know, about about, about your dad. Uh, introducing you into the outdoors. That's one of the stories 
that really sticks out with me. And I, I, I'm going to get some of your input. I'm, I'm actually turning the tables on you just a little bit because what really there, there's a couple instances that made me open my eyes and my ears to what Nick Simonson had to say and how he said it, and what he wrote. Your stories about your dad and your friends outdoors was very significant. But even more than that, Nick, I, I wish I could remember the, the, the column or the day, Nick, but Valley City went through a challenging time. And it went through um, police blotters and in the newspapers and, and on the radio with a lot of negative publicity. Right. And, and you wrote a column that, that still gives me goosebumps to think about, Nick. So you fill in the holes for me, but those are between um, how you got introduced or reintroduced to the outdoors with your dad and your friends and the fact that you could connect the dots to that hunting and fishing in the outdoors can heal an individual, a community, and can be a part of what our society needs, Nick. Absolutely, and I don't think that's changed a whole lot. The, the challenges we face, whether it's politically or sociologically or, or psychologically, you know, coming out of what has been a difficult time and what I think continues to be a difficult time, uh, to the first one was my just five more minutes, how I got introduced to fishing white bass under the Bald Hill Dam with my dad coming off of like an all-night party and those kind of things things and going out there and he's saying just five more minutes and just five more minutes and I think how instrumental that was in connecting me to the outdoors I'd always been a fisherman and then after that like you said with my friends and my buddies saying hey now you're back from school you're back in North Dakota why don't you take up hunting and and from there it built on itself and the things that I found those connections between family and friends and even complete strangers you encounter out in the field has been the basis for a lot of my columns and and I've been blessed with two gifts number one I'm a non-traditional hunter I didn't start hunting till I was 22 because my dad got out of it right around the time I was a, a teenager so I just never hunted so I'm able like you said to put the swings and misses because I think when we're 10 11 12 13 years old coming up through the hunting ranks and the shooting ranks we, we aren't so able to encapsulate you know those failures and to put them in a way saying you know what everybody screws up everybody fails everybody sneezes on stand when the, the buck is walking behind you or whatever. You know, there's those situations like that. So I was blessed with that as a gift, number one, to be able to be at an age where I can understand that a little more and still screw up and just say, hey, look, everyone screws up. These are the things we learn, and these are how we move forward from that, you know, and, and hopefully find that success. But to bring it all back together, I, I believe the column was called Something in the Water, and someone had made an offhand comment about Valley City after there was a series of shootings. And, and it's, it's nothing that we don't deal with today. You look at the headlines this week, 230 shooting deaths over the 4th of July weekend. That's not the community I know. I know the community, and more so over the last 10 years being involved in youth shooting sports, uh, Clay Target League specifically, that has connected a lot of my outdoors writings with shooting sports and building these competent young hunters. And to go back to Valley City when someone said, hey, there must be something in the water, I said, you know what, the solution is somewhere out there in the water. It's out there in the field. It's in those areas around Barnes County where I grew up. It's, it's nice that you think of these three things in my life as some of the bigger things that stand out to you because they do to me as well. And so I know that at least resonates with, with one of my readers, but when we draw those three together it brings it full circle so uh, it, it's a great point there and I, I think a lot of uh, your writings as well kind of lay that out in terms of the news and the progression and where we've been and where we're going and so when we look to that take a stab what's what does the next 20 years look like for the outdoors in North Dakota and and what are some of the the things you hope to see you put the, the hammer on the nail when you said that was that is and that will be part of the answer to a, a bigger picture of the challenges of society, whether it's in a family, whether it's a community, and whether it's in a business, is, is realizing that 
quite honestly, the answers aren't in the younger generation playing more video games. That's that's not going to to help our society. The answer is not going to be in more disjointed relationships because of whether it's social media or something else. The the answers are outdoors, and it's a challenge for for everybody in the outdoors because I think the distractions are probably going to become um, louder. It just means that the focus needs to be even more intentional, whether it's R3 or getting people to enjoy a, a, a new recipe for a duck saying, wow, this tastes really good. Um, gosh, I might want to take up hunting. And you serve kind of as a source for uh, that information. You've been doing it as an outreach biologist for, for this time and longer. Uh, as we wrap things up here with Doug Lear, Doug, what is, what's the weirdest question you've ever fielded in the outdoors over this time, and what was your response to it? The weirdest question I've ever had, and it's, it's going to be tough to trump this ever, is when I got a call about a kangaroo stuck in a fence. It, it goes away from how does the preference, the bonus point system work for game and fish. It gets a long ways away from, you know, why doesn't game and fish have a mandatory minimum statewide on walleyes? Those are, you know, common questions, but it's proven to where I'll never say never. When somebody calls and tells me that there's a piranha in Castleton Reservoir, right. and there was, so that there is a kangaroo stuck in a fence. Fortunately, that kangaroo ended up being a fawn deer stuck in a fence that was kicking <laughs> like a kangaroo. That's, it's made me, whether it's Nick Simonson or Joe Public calling on the phone, it, it's made me say, I will never say never, Nick Simonson. I will never say never. And neither will we. Doug, we thank you so much for all of the questions you answer, all of the great communications you put out there. But most importantly, thank you so much for being on the show today. Nick, my pleasure. And thank you for what you do for, for your dedicated service to the outdoors because we need more Nick Simonson. So you keep up the great work, Nick. Thank you so much, Doug. That was my friend and yours, outreach biologist Doug Lear with the North Dakota Game and Fish Department, helping me celebrate 20 years. I hope you've enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to 20 more, and of course seeing you in our outdoors.